We are dedicated to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ through all available means with a sole focus of teaching the word, making it plain, sharing it with love. Good morning. Well, I was speaking about unfinished, being unfinished. Um, Whether we complete the work at the end of the day or not, um, the work we do is a reflection of our spirit, of our character. Um, it's what we choose to do and how we choose to do it that matters. And so we'll be uh, getting the word from uh, Proverbs 27 and 1 and Colossians 3 and 23. Good morning, FTC. I'll be reading the scriptures. The scripture, again, comes from Proverbs 27 and 1. I'll be reading the easy-to-read version and the New King James Version. The easy to read reads, never brag about what you will do in the future. You have no idea what tomorrow will bring. In the New King James Version, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. The second scripture comes from Colossians 3 and 23. The easy to read version reads, in all the work you are given, do the best you can. Work as though you are working for the Lord, not an earthly master. And the New King James Version reads, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as as to the Lord and not to men. Thank you for the reading of the word. Thank you, Sister Abram. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for um, waking us up today. Um, Breathing life into us again another day. Just because... Uh, we know when we go to sleep that tomorrow is not promised. We don't always remember that, but we know that tomorrow is not promised. We don't know what the day will bring. Lord, we thank you so much for allowing us to make it to this, this moment to continue on. We have so much that we have in our minds to do, but we know that uh, we are directed by you and that you will lead us to where we need to be. You will uh, put us in front of people that we need to be in front of. Lord, we know that you will uh, direct our paths in ways uh, that uh, are best for for you. We know that uh, we are your vessels. We know we are are here to help show your light. So please continue to direct us. Please continue to have your hand on us. Please continue to cover us for things we're not prepared for. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, listening today. I think the message will be great for everybody. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about being unfinished. Being unfinished. So, for some of us, it's, I've made it. (laughs) I made it up this morning. I woke up this morning. Um, For some of us, it's, I made it another year. So happy birthday to, to those who uh, who made it another year. Um, but ultimately, when we frame it up, we're happy about where we are because we don't know what the day will bring. We don't know what's in front of us. We don't know if we'll make it to tomorrow. The reality is that nothing is promised as far as uh, if we'll, we'll be here next week. Um, Proverbs 27 and 1 states, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. 
it's a reality to state that um, in a second, our lives could be flipped upside down. That's true. Uh, if 2020 has reminded us of uh, anything at all, it should be that um, life is fragile. Life is, is uncertain to each one of us. Um, I know for um, for this past year, um, for life, I know we all have experienced um, loss, loss of a family member, of a friend, um, and we have all these memories of these people, um, some good, some not so great, but when it's all rolled up, we remember people for who they were and how they impacted us. For some of us, to go further, we have to uh, not just think about that. We have to consider that in some cases, for those people who have passed, um, if the, the worldly items have not been written to a will, someone has to tend to tend to that or, or, or divvy that up. Uh, in situations where everything wasn't already in order, we are left to pick up the pieces. We may be burdened with uh, the responsibility of acquiring uh, all that was left undone, unfinished. Day to day, I don't know if you guys have ever done it. Have you ever thought about what you have unfinished? At the end of the day, before you go to sleep, what is it that I have that I have not, com- I haven't completed yet? That I started. Uh, with the intentions of having a uh, a finished product, but I haven't finished. It may be easier to think about maybe your job, <laughs> the work you put in day after day, <laughs> and at any moment that job that responsi- that responsibility that you have could be shifted to someone else. Uh, now this could be because of a promotion, it could be because of a position change, it could be uh, that you lost a job. Uh, that you went somewhere else. But ultimately, that work that you are working on that may not have been completed by you has been shifted to somebody else. Someone else takes that responsibility over uh, from you. How much stuff do we leave unfinished? How much stuff do we leave unfinished if we don't think about it? We, we may close up for the day, but I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll work on that next week. This this is Friday. Let me let me chill. Let me come back to that on Monday. But I'll, I'll get to that later. How much of the stuff that we have uh, that we leave unfinished is something that only we can do, only we can handle, only we can, only we can take care of it. I'll be uh I'll be honest with you. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I had a I had a health scare. Uh, I'm good now. Um, but it did remind me of my mortality. What will my family be burdened with? Are my affairs in order? Uh, what will Layla and Josiah end up end up like? Who will they be? What will they be like without me? Am I am I ready to be judged? <laughs> am I ready to stand before the Father? And have my works looked at. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. I have so much stuff unfinished. 
so much stuff that I started that I haven't hemmed up. But it's it's not that. It's not just that. You can't just think about the projects, about the the work that hasn't been completed. Because you don't know when you'll be able to finish those things. You don't know if you'll be able to finish those things. How to sit and pray about it. And and what was laid on my heart is that it's not about the work. And it's not about the end product. It's not about the finished uh, item, the presentation. It's about the way that we put, the way that we work. It's about what we choose to do. It's about how we choose to do it. The message led me on, on a journey looking at or trying to understand why it's more so about the things that we do for others and how we choose to live our lives as opposed to the fruits of our labor. It's about the service. If we think about that, it's not so much about the stuff we left till till Monday. It's about the work we put in to get that done on Friday, whether it's finished or not. It's about how we chose to go about building that up. It's about how we chose to take on that project. What was it that we chose to do? How do we choose to spend our time? I would argue that it's about preparation, right? But not exactly how we've always thought about it. It's not about, uh, like I said, the completion of a project, completion of that work, but more so about how we prep the others around us and how we prep ourselves. We should be in constant pursuit of improvement, but we should be in, in constant pursuit of improvement of everything that's that goes through us and is around us. Colossians 1 23 states that even after we're saved, we should continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the gospel. What's the saying is even when we get to a point where we feel like we're here, we should work to improve ourselves beyond that. Now, there doesn't have to be a finished product. We're always working. We're never done. We're never finished. But we're always doing our best. We're always putting our best foot forward to get the best outcome, whether we're part of the outcome or not. One of our Bible studies, we spoke about the work we put in, the work we put in needs to be our best. And it's not for the sake of us getting to the finish line, because we don't know if that's promised. It's about making it so that others can be successful. It's making it so that when we put the good work in, people can see the work that we do. They can see how we uh, act on our work. They can gain from that. They can gain wisdom. They can uh, acquire greater character. Maybe the work that we're doing is not for us, but it's for somebody else. There are two reasons why you should always do your best. Always do your best. In light of not knowing what's, what's to come today, what's to come tomorrow, we should always do our best. As his children, God wants us to be the best out of us. He needs the best out of us. And two, 
the heritage believe is more than just money. It's about our character. It's about who we are. We should be concerned about doing the best for God and what God wants out of us. And we should be worried about the what we leave for our children, for our family. But it's not just money. So doing our best for the Father. Colossians 3 and 23 to 24 states, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So what does this mean? Sometimes doing your best by God does not translate to doing your best by man's terms. Noah, we all know the story of Noah. And Noah built an ark. He collected all the animals, two of each type, and put them on an ark. But when you think about what Noah did prior to that, there's preparation involved. Noah and his family spent 120 years, 120 years building the ark. And it's not some fisherman's boat. This is a, a boat had to look up about the size of one and a half, about the length of one and a half football fields. He collected his family and two of all the animals that he could find. Um, he did his best work and was able to teach his family good character. By his peers, he might have looked like a fool. He might have been seen as doing fool's work. But under God, he was doing what was directed of him. And even though we know now he was doing something grand, we know he was doing the right thing, we were able to learn from his character, his integrity, his good work. At the time, if he had been working to impress man or to show off to man, if he had not been obedient or had not given his all in spite of what others thought, where would humanity be? <laughs> where would all the animals be? Of course, there was a lot riding on this. This is an example of something where we know that his good work, his uh, him doing his best meant that much. And sometimes it's not easy to understand that while we're going through the work. We may think that it's just for something small, or we may think that it's just for uh, just a part of our project. It's just for this. So let me just rush and get this done. But it comes together as a whole. It impacts more than just what we put forth. Not to mention there's other people who have their eyes on us. And not that we're trying to impress man, but there's people who uh, rely upon our direction, rely upon what we do and how we show them. In particular, our kids, our family members, um, our coworkers, our friends. They see what we do. They see how we conduct our work. We, they see how we, how, we, how we do what we do. If we do it in life, if we do it with good spirits, those things mean stuff to other people. They learn from it. They take from it. They gain and grow from that. Sometimes doing your best may seem insignificant, but even in those situations, we need to do our best. In Mark 12 and 41, we, we hear about a widow's offering. And it states, and he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, 
And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Jesus recognized the smallest monetary gift as a greatest offering of spirit. When we measure our work or our contribution by how profound it looks to others, uh, the presentation, or how grand it's going to come out in the end, does it look like we threw money at it? We get stuck in the, in the, the hamster wheel of uh, uh, chasing likes. We start doing it for other people and forget the goal that we're living to uplift God. We're living to uplift God. We're here in this, this material world. Even here, the, the purpose is not to, to get rich and die. <laughs> the purpose is to uplift God. And it's not about how many coins you make. It's about what we do, one, with those coins and how we choose to go about making those coins, how we choose to live our lives. Are we putting our best foot forward? As Christians, we have to remember that though we are in this world, we're not of this world. Our life is life everlasting in heaven. So, yes, the things that we do and how we do it make a difference. It's also the effort we put in. We may not finish this project. We may get shifted to something else. We may not be able to see the completion of what we started, but if we do our best work, if we put our best foot forward, we know we've contributed to that the way that we should. No one else may see that or know that, but God knows it. God knows what we do. He needs the best out of us. He needs us to live as uh, the best vessels for him to show his light. It's not about looking good. It's about doing good. It's about doing the best, working our best. God requires that of us. We have to consider also that as we're working, as we do good works, we may not always come out the best monetarily. Life deals with us. (laughs) There's things that happen that may set us back. There's things that um, that happen where it's difficult to build up a base monetarily. So knowing that we don't know what tomorrow brings, it shouldn't be about the dollars that are in a bank account. The inheritance we leave is more than just money. The inheritance we leave is more than just money. The things that we leave to our family, our friends, is more than just money. And because it requires preparation, it's not something we can just prep. We can't cram the night before a test. It's preparation, stuff we have to pour into and work on prior to, all along, consistently. Proverbs 13, Proverbs 13 and 22 states, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children, to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So what that scripture is telling us that I have to take care of my kids' kids. <laughs> I got to take care of my Layla's and Josiah's children, <laughs> according to that scripture. So let, let me put this in context for, for the times. Uh, uh, those specific times, this is a pre 
new covenant before the new testament and in the jewish culture the inheritance is left to the, the male children um typically the oldest gets double the allotment of the father's estate the property and wealth was a uh, tangible asset passed down in order to maintain the family and family name. So if you're considering that, it's uh, that's why, one, only men received unless there were, like, no sons. Uh, then the daughters can receive the inheritance. But it's it's more so to, to, to maintain the family name. So you want to get your head around the time. But ultimately, yes. I want to argue that you do need to take care of your kids' kids because we're not just speaking about monetarily. The scripture in relation now talks about what's passed down to our children and then our children's children. It's speaking about the quality of character, not just the monetary inheritance. If we read it again, a good man leaves an inheritance. Now, take out good man, you can replace it with rich man. I I'll say that a rich man, if he passes, his kids will inherit that money. <laughs> and his kids' kids may inherit that money. Um, Solomon spoke of a man who worked himself to death only to leave to his son who was a fool. So you can, you can have all the money in the world, all the riches in the world, but you can't take that with you. You can't take that with you. You could be a frugal man and not spend money and have some money sitting on top of something and leave that. When you pass, you're going to leave that to somebody who, who may blow it all in the night. The idea is that if you think about it just monetarily, it doesn't have to be a good man. You have to think about the quality of a character. You have to think about what is shown to those people who are inheriting. You have to think about what's passed down outside of the monetary that's going to keep it going for years to come. What can my children gain from me? For me, what can Layla and Josiah gain from me? And yes, I can teach them about money and how to take care of money, how to handle money. And yes, I can build up a, a nice bank account set for them. But that's, that's not the most important thing for them to survive. And it's not just surviving in the world, it's understanding that they are gods as well, too. And there's things that they need to know in order to grow. Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. My inheritance should be more than just amount, more than the coins I leave him. Day in and day out, I should be representing the best of what I have to offer. How I approach work how I approach life, how I, how I treat others. Teach them how to be in the word, how to know that they're gods. When we prepare our children for the world, we don't have to worry when we set them loose. Yes, they'll, they'll make their own decisions, um, but they'll be driven by our influence. They hopefully, I pray that my children will make godly decisions. My inheritance I would hope would be of a character building. Always put your best foot forward. Always do your best work. No matter what it looks like in the end, no matter what you think it should be like, it's the work that you put in that your children see. 
that your family and your friends see. It's your character that shines through while you're doing that work. And yes, a great presentation can go a long way with man. A great presentation or a great finished product is a beautiful thing. But if the work that goes into it, if you lie and cheat to get there, if you just throw money at it, what are you teaching your kids? And what are you showing your family and your friends? What are you showing to the people who will remember you after you're gone? What will your legacy be? When we consider that we don't know what tomorrow will bring, we can't fully focus on what is that is not completed, what it is that I haven't finished, because that's not a guarantee for, for, for you to finish. You may be paving the way for somebody else, such as your children, to come through and take on the reins. You may be prepping something for someone to take over and to make better. You may be prepping someone else to be in a position to do better for somebody else's project. The thing is that all along, we should be prepping. And not saying you shouldn't save money. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be trying to set aside a, a nice monetary inheritance for anybody. But when you're putting your best foot forward on everything that you do, of course, great things will come, but it's showing those around you what good character looks like. It's teaching your loved ones how they should approach their work, how they should love on each other, how they should use integrity, how they should be timely, how they should be. Those things are things that throwing money at won't improve. To ensure that you are doing the best or to ensure that the best is to come of your legacy here on earth, those are the things you have to concern yourself with, doing your best work. So, of course, we talked about, one, doing your best for the Father and why he needs you to be the best, why he needs you to do your best. And that's because our everlasting is not here on earth. It's, it's with the Father. Everything we do up until that point, up until uh, there is no more of us here on earth, is preparation for the afterlife. Everything we do, whether we're seen or not seen, the work we put in is judged. Our best work is judged. And for our things here on earth, what's left to our children, and if we're talking about just tangible that's one thing, but if we're talking about really what our, our children, and not just our children, our family and friends gain from us, remember about us. They remember about what we've done and how we've impacted them. That's more than just monetary. That's our character. That's how we approach what we do. Those are things that we need to, to, to prepare for by consistently doing the best, by consistently putting our best foot forward. So, yes, we can be concerned about what we haven't finished, what's not done at the end of the day. But if we focus on the projects that we're working on that are unfinished, we may not be concerned about how we approach those things on a consistent basis. The, are we putting our best foot forward? Are we working to better ourselves? Are we working to better our children? I would argue that the things that are unfinished are us. Our focus shouldn't be necessarily always trying to complete the thing. Our focus should be how we pour into it. Our focus should be how we 
build ourselves up and how we build others around us up. When we, when we think about the fact that tomorrow is not promised and we think about what we have left unfinished, we should be at peace understanding that we pour in day by day and that if we are, are unable to complete that project or that work, that we have enabled somebody with the abilities, with the character to take that on for us. It's not necessarily about those completed or uncompleted projects. It's about what we are doing day in and day out because tomorrow is not promised. The work that we do should always be our best, but how we focus our work and what we choose to pour into is so important. And it's not just important here. It's important with God as well. Even the poorest of us, even the most broken down of us can produce their best. One thing that we'll never be stripped of, as far down as we're stripped of our, our material belongings, of our, we can be stripped down of our, our, our house, of our car, of, our, <laughs> of all our material things, our characters with us. And even at our lowliest state, we can always do our best. So be mindful. I didn't think about these things to that point <laughs> when I had my health scare. But at that point, I still considered that there's things that I have not always worked my best at. This is a challenge for everybody here to consider those things and to put the best foot forward. If there's something that you are concerned about that you have been neglecting, get to it. But it's not necessarily about completing it. It's about putting your best foot forward.